We told you all that week one lies. Time to find out the truth. Let's dive right in. Making Waves, an NFL Confidence Pool podcast. I'm your host, Mac. And uh, I'm your host, Bob. And we are heading into week two of the NFL. As my co-host so very clearly stated, week one is often a liar. So I'm pretty excited to find out the truth here in week two. Let's see who is actually legit who just had a lightning-in-the-bottle type week, and who is going to make some moves and turn around after some pretty serious injuries that occurred last week. There's a lot going on around the league, Bob. There really is. Yeah, week one, so much to digest, so much to chew on, so much to uh, talk about. Obviously, A lot of injuries, one that was a little bit more polarizing than others. We'll, of course, get into that. Some crazy upsets. One of our hosts is very excited about a lot of things that happened. Another one, and you'll never be able to guess who, is pretty bummed out about a lot of stuff. And uh, don't want to spoil anything, but let's just say the hooligans with Pick'em were in it until the very last game. We'll let you know on that as well. But wow, what a week. It really was a week. It's exciting to be back in football, but it certainly brings up and stirs up all the emotions from the highs to the lows to the nerves to everything throughout the league. And it's exciting, but at times it can be quite stressful as we're watching games, as we're invested in these games, we're invested in these players through fantasy football. It's a lot. It's a lot of emotions. It's a roller coaster week in, week out, but we're sticking all the way till the end, just for you guys, just for our wave makers. I, I wouldn't yes. watch football without it. So <laughs> I was just about to say, we don't like football at all. So we're not doing this for us. This is a chore. We don't like doing this every week. We don't like having to watch all the games and figure yeah. stuff out. We're doing this for our wave riders. So please continue giving us listens, continue giving us five out of five rankings on Spotify. And uh, yeah, just, we don't enjoy this. We're doing this for you. So just remember that. Exactly. That's exactly what I tell Nikki every Sunday. I don't want to be watching football for like eight hours. I have to be watching football for eight hours. You Mm -hmm. know, it just, it's just part of, part of my duty to the wave riders. And yes, I did just say duty. Duty. Oh my God. You just said duty. Is this explicit? (laughs) I just said duty on air. (laughs) That is so embarrassing. I'm glad that I didn't say that. Couldn't be me. Uh, but yeah, I'm always emailing my professors, um, every Sunday night saying, I'm sorry, I know I have homework for my master's program, but I also have homework to watch football. And it's a duty um, to to do this for my fans. So a lot of times my assignments are a little late because of y'all. So keep listening because we are sacrificing a lot. Yeah, we sure are. We sure are. And hey, master's program. Uh, nice, nice work on that. Is that for uh, NFL history or what's the master's in? Yep, it's for NFL history. Uh, I had a bachelor in business administration at Grand Valley State University, Laker Up, and now I'm getting my master's in football uh, research and knowledge um, with an emphasis on the Chicago Bears. So it's a really tough, yeah, it's a tough and arduous 
Oh, that does Masters sound program. tough to be researching about the bears constantly. You're sick. You are a sicko. You are a sicko. Uh, it's tough because there's just so much rich history to go through and so mm. much to like page through with all the division championships and Super Bowl appearances and stuff like that. Oh, so it is okay. a lot of I work. thought it was tough just because like they keep ripping your heart out. Well, it just makes it interesting. They keep me on my toes and uh, week one definitely kept me on my toes. But the comeback of the rest of the season with the Bears is going to really make the the studying and all of the research really worth it. So I can't wait for that. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Well, we'll throw some uh, random Chicago Bears trivia at you just to make sure you're going pretty good with all of your uh, your master's studying there. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Uh, test me anytime. And I think I'm going to uh, think I'm really going to shock and impress you. And also, okay. folks, now that we're at five minutes, I want to say we've been really long the last two weeks. Me and Mac are both texting. We've never said that we're going to uh, minimize the time of the episodes and not done it. But Here's my promise at five minutes in our third episode of the year, week two. This will be an hour or less. Mark my words. <laughs> okay, <That was> a- <laughs> I, I take that bet any day because we all know we do, we typically get sidetracked, and that's all right. That's what people listen in for. But that's what with people that being want. said, it's what people want. It's what they exactly. want. What they want. We're just giving people what they want. Exactly. But with that being said, why don't we uh, go ahead and get started? Let us know, Bob. I know you had hinted at it prior, but uh, hooligans for our Confidence Pool League, that's our team name, if you didn't know. We had a shot this week, didn't we? Why don't you give us a little update uh, for the Buco Bucks? We really did have a shot. Also, why is our name not making waves in that league? Why is it the hooligans? No, I feel like we always say that, but it's just because we're a bunch of hooligans. So We are a bunch of hooligans, and I think it's fun to say hooligans, and the hooligans are always near the top, but... Yes, needed to ask that real quick. So, as I alluded, great word, as I alluded to at the start of the episode, making waves was the hooligans were in it till the very <laughs> end. And we had a great first week. And I'm going to have some shit throwing at a certain quarterback and a certain team because if Monday night would have gone differently, we would have won the Buka Bucks already and already have gotten our money back and been playing with house money after one week. Unfortunately, as I'm sure you could uh, take away from the tone of Mac as she was leading into this and me right now, we did not win. We got third place. Uh, should have been second. I'll explain why. Unfortunately, uh, I made a little bit of a boo-boo with that one. But we finished week one with 87 points, which was in third. Uh, one behind second and 11 behind first. Uh, so we finished in third out of 27. A great, strong start to the year. Sunday night, I texted Mac. I was very sad about a certain afternoon game, and I was kind of out of it. I was chatting with my dad on the phone, and I texted Mac asking if we could if we should switch the confidence from Sunday night to Monday night. She originally said, yeah, that could be a good idea, so I just did it. And then I, I called, I think it was my dad, I can't remember. And then she was saying, oh, that's not a good idea. Let's just go back to what we had. I didn't see that in time. I thought I did, but I didn't. So we had nine points for... Sunday night, change it to five. All that to say, we went with the Bills Monday night, and the team that was in first went with the Jets. So all we needed to do to win the Buco Bucks was to have the Jets lose to the Bills, Josh Allen, to make me look smart, having them win the Super Bowl with my preseason pick. Aaron Rodgers went down. Me and Mac are thinking, oh my gosh, we got this in the bag, and uh Thanks to the defense, thanks to some really bad mistakes, the Jets won. 
The Hooligans finished in third with 87 points and a little bit of heartbreak for us. But what we ended up missing, all that to say, is we missed the Chiefs at one, thanks to Mac saying that she wanted to go with the Chiefs and not the Lions on Thursday night. So we missed that for one. We missed the Bengals at 11. We missed the Vikings at 10. We missed my boys at two. Once again, thanks to Mac for just begging to go with the Bears. Chargers at three. Seahawks at 13. Thanks, Stafford. Uh, and then the Bills at nine, which should have been five. So a little bit of disappointment, but the fact that we were in it Monday night, and if one team would have beaten the other, we would have won. That's pretty exciting. So that is my very quick uh, synopsis of what happened with uh, the Pick'em uh, week one. So quick. So quick. Very quick. Thanks for keeping it nice and quick, Bob. Thank you. Of course. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> No, that's a great explanation and no problem about Sunday. We have now worked it out where we're both going to have access to the app so that way we can make adjustments as needed. Originally, just for a little extra background, the reason we talked about switching the nine points to Monday night um, was because we try to sometimes give ourselves, if we're in the running for first place, we try to give ourselves a little bit of extra points to work with if we can bet on a 50-50 game in the other direction. That doesn't always work, though, if we're not in the driver's seat come Monday night or if we're not even in like second place come Monday night. That usually doesn't work to adjust it that way. So that's why I inevitably said, oh, hey, let's go back because we had the opportunity to calculate. But by then it was too late. But that's OK. We both had agreed prior and it and it really didn't make that much of a difference. If we lose overall in the season by four points, I'll be coming for you. But <laughs> Oh my God, as I'm shaking in my boots. As long I'm not as we boots. don't lose overall by four points, we're good. I will say okay. though, oh. I, did, I was looking through our points last week and I just will say one of the hosts here on this great podcast scored 97 points in confidence pool last week and the other scored wow. 86. So well, man, if only we had listened to that one that was 97. I won't name any names, but... She just really knows her football knowledge. <laughs> Did you say she? Yeah, 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 she. I, but I'm not naming any names. Okay, thank goodness I didn't give anything away. Okay. Yeah, I didn't give good, anything good, away. Good. So we're good. I'll keep everybody here in the dark. Uh, but yeah, maybe next time we should listen to her a little bit more. Yeah, I think it's good that you didn't give anything away there. Because we won't want any favoritism from our fans, but right. whoever did have the 97, because it easily could have been either of us, um, we should definitely listen to that person uh, a little bit more uh, moving forward. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That sounds good. Sounds like a plan. Uh, but all right. Well, we've got some ways to go to win the Buko Bucks, but I am excited about the promise that we showed in week one, which is typically a crazy week. Um, the fact yes. that we were in the running and I'm going to just say we got second place because really we, we should have had, we've not switched the points. So second place week one, I'm happy with it, and we're right right up there in the running. And you are you said it best. We put the rest of the league on notice. We absolutely did. Uh, they're going to know the hooligans. They're going to be seeing us at the top of the scoreboard a lot, top of the leaderboard. And sure uh, Mojo Magic, Chip Shot, others, we're coming for you. Watch out. And with that being said, do you want to give our, our uh, Wave Riders a quick, quick update on the Waffle House Challenge? Sure, I will. So yeah, Bob and I were discussing the Waffle House Challenge, obviously, as we talked about um, prior to the season, or maybe it was last week, but we are going to keep track of the points scored 
for each of us and what we submit. Uh, Bob and I were talking though, and I think if we did confidence pool and did those confidence points as our judge to determine who's in the first, who's in first place and versus who's in second, um, it might lead to some changes down the line that we don't want to do. So for example, if Bob is far ahead, look how nice I'm being. If Bob is far ahead at the end of the season and I was to adjust my confidence points just to try to beat him, it would obviously alter what we decide on to submit for the actual league. Um, So we don't want to do that. There's actual money on the line versus just a fun Waffle House challenge for that one. So we're going to keep it honest, keep it fair, and make sure that we're submitting exactly what we would have regardless of the challenge. So instead, we're going to keep it nice and tight and close and just go based on wins and losses. So as of right now, if you're keeping track, Bob and I picked all the same games to win last week except for one which was the one. Detroit Lions at Kansas City Chiefs, and the Lions won. So Mac takes the early lead, one game above Bob. Well, that sucks. That does suck. Sorry, man. <laughs> Sorry, man. Lots of lots of season left to be played, though. That sucks a ton, but thank goodness there's a lot of season left to play, and I don't want to spoil anything. But uh, there's a couple games that me and Mac are different in this week and a couple that I'm very, very confident in that we're different in. So um, it goes without saying. I'm yeah. very confident in the ones we're different in as well. Oh, well, that's interesting, especially considering I got 97. Not to spoil anything. Oh, I was the one in shoot. the confidence. I got 97. Oh, I forgot. Bob, we were trying to tell them. Oh, I'm so, so sorry. I was just Wave using riders. pronouns. Way to spoil it, Bob. I'm sick. You're a sicko. I am a That's sicko. all right. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what we do heading into this week with all of our differences, but we'll keep everybody yep. posted with the game totals as we go week to week. I think that's great. I think this is going to be good to uh, focus on the Buko Bucks and not the Waffles, and this makes it a little bit more interesting. So um, I think it's going to go down to the wire, and even if one of us makes some crazy picks uh, in terms of team, like at the end of the season, obviously the the hooligans and um, the Buka Bucks takes precedent. So this is Absolutely. for the best all around. We love it. We love it. Absolutely. I agree. And I think it's going to make it the most exciting because it's not going to go too far out of control one way or the other. I think either way, it's going to come down to the very end, which is fun. Very fun. Completely agreed. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to watch you eat a lot of waffles at the end of the season. This is going to be great. <laughs> We'll see about that, but it all starts with week-to-week gameplay. So let's take a look at week two, what we have coming up. Obviously, Bob and I hinted at several injuries, so I'm just going to run through some of those very quickly. Biggest name on the list, I've got to start here, Aaron Rodgers. Monday night, his debut for the New York Jets. They were on hard knocks. They were a team that everybody thought they were going to be reckoned with. They were a team that I think a lot of people were super excited to see. Jets fans were coming out of the woodwork and probably the most excited they've ever been for a season. He plays four snaps. On his fourth snap, he tears his Achilles, and he is now out for the rest of the season. 
obviously Bob and I joke a lot about how much we hate him, but that is something that I don't think anybody ever wants to see, especially for a team that clearly did have potential. They still came out. They beat the Bills Monday night, primarily due to their strong defense. And I just got to say, I would be terrified of them if they still had Aaron Rodgers. Their defense with an MVP-led offense, I mean, clearly they were a team that was legitimate. And it's just unfortunate to see that happen. I know I'd be devastated if it happened to the Lions. So, Yeah, no, it absolutely is devastating. Uh, That's really the most accurate word to describe that injury. And as a very vocal, I don't know, I don't want to say – I don't want to say hater. I just hated when he beat us. But as a very, very vocal, um, I'll, I'll say disliker of uh, Aaron, obviously it goes without saying that nobody wants to see him get injured. And now that he was out of the NFC North, I was excited to kind of watch and just see see what he could do. And uh, that's tough for Jets fans. It's really tough for him. And that totally changes the entire outlook in the AFC East and the entire AFC like Max said, they beat the Bills without him. So adding a two out of the last three years MVP to that, that's crazy. So that's tough. And that injury is is not a quick one to come back from either. So that's just something that none of us want to see. And we're definitely going to send some swag his way to hopefully make him feel better um, as soon as possible. Yeah, totally. I mean, he'll probably burn it with the amount of smack we've talked about him. But that's all right. Uh, we, we just probably. don't want to see anybody get injured. Even though we joke about that all the time. Uh, feel better tomorrow and all that. It's we we don't want to see somebody get hurt, um, especially not going out like that. So it's just exactly. unfortunate. But we will move forward, and the Jets will move forward with Zach Wilson, and we'll see what happens. You never know. Another torn Achilles, unfortunately, took out J.K. Dobbins, the running back for the Baltimore Ravens. He has just suffered through injury after injury. He is also out for the rest of the season. Got to watch those Achilles, you know. That's that's the weak spot. You got to watch them. Yeah, it's true. And poor J.K., I mean, I don't know if I can think of a player in the NFL, J.J. Watt at the end of his career with all those season-ended injuries. But J.K. Dobbins is so young, and he's had at least two. Please, in the comments, the comments. I don't know where someone would comment, but. (laughs) Send us us a DM on Instagram. Like and subscribe. Say the comments if I'm incorrect here. But I know it's at least two very early on season-ending injuries for him. And that just sucks. And the Ravens just continue to get ravaged by injuries. So, yeah, you got to watch out for the Achilles. It's no joke. Yep, it's true. No joke. So, yeah, that's that's another bummer to see that he is out. We'll see what the Ravens do to replace him in the backfield. I'm guessing it'll be some combination of Gus Edwards and some other guys that they've got on the roster. Um, another running back that we really got to keep an eye on heading into this weekend, Austin Eckler is currently questionable with an ankle injury. Um, that's going to be a big blow to the Chargers if he ends up missing this weekend. Um, looking over at... Pittsburgh for the Steelers, Deontay Johnson has a hamstring injury. He is extremely doubtful, likely for the next four weeks. Um, That's a big blow to them as well. I know they have Pickens, George Pickens, and Najee Harris, but 
obviously Deontay Johnson was a go-to wide receiver there as well. So a couple of big names um, not to be forgotten are the other ones that we had mentioned last week, especially those guys on the pup list like Kyler Murray, Jonathan Taylor, um, those guys that will not be playing either way. But a lot of things moving into week two. So I think we can start by looking at Thursday night, 8.15 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Minnesota Vikings taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. Am I uh, hitting the ground running on this one? Uh, uh, this is me, but uh, I'll, I'm happy to concede the floor quickly and shortly here. Nope. All, all you. Uh, take it away, Injury Queen. All right. Sounds good. So I will say, I will preface this week by saying this was an extremely difficult week for me to distribute confidence points. I went back and forth on a lot of different games, and I got to be honest, games that were 10 or higher, Bob said it perfectly earlier. He texted me. He said, they have no business being there. I couldn't agree more. Uh, This is one of those games, but I am trying to stick with it. We'll see what happens. Um, Ultimately, the Philadelphia Eagles will be hosting the Vikings, who just lost this past weekend in a kind of surprising loss, in my opinion. Um, But the Eagles are just a solid team all the way around. Um, Offensively, defensively, they seem to just have it together. They've got an incredibly strong defensive line. I just don't see them letting up on that, especially against Kirk Cousins, who he's got obviously some incredible weapons in Justin Jefferson, namely, but I don't know. I just think the defense is going to have a fun time playing against him. And I think Darius Slay is likely going to line up across from Justin Jefferson. And we've seen what he can do time and time again. So pretty, or I'm sorry, Slay is a safety, right? Oh, no, no. I was just going to say, are you talking about big play Slay? Big play Slay? I am. But actually, I think he's actually a safety. So he's not going to be lining up against him. But either way, the Eagles have enough on defense. I think they're going to be able to try and shut some things down. I am going with the Eagles here. And, oh my gosh, this is so terrifying. This is my highest confidence game of the week. Ha, I'm going, very funny. I'm going 16. Are you being serious? Yes, I am. Oh my. Have you been, Mac, you're not supposed to booze at work. <laughs> Have you been? Have you been drinking I've been hitting beers the today? Bottle. I've been hitting. How many, I've been hitting the fly Eagles fly bottle over here. How many craft beers have you had today? It's only four p.m. There. This is actually not water in this cup. Yeah, I'm assuming it's straight vodka after what you just said. <laughs> I know oh. it's crazy. I know it's absolutely wild, especially because the Vikings are solid. Here's the thing, though: Vikings secondary. I feel like the Eagles are just going to light that up. Sorry, I just got attacked. The Vikings secondary is clearly struggling through some things, as Sorry, we saw last week. I mean, you're you're definitely right there. They're struggling through some things. I did just get a text from, uh, looks like there's a listener, because this is live, in Norway that said, didn't the Vikings win 13 games last year, LOL? Um, let me respond. Yes, they did. Sorry. LOL, they did. But to respond to my friend from Norway... They got rid of a lot of key personnel and have a very young defense. That is not the kind of defense you want to have going up against Jalen Hurts in his electric offense. 
got rid of a bunch of, or sorry, that was a lot to text. I'm just trying to catch up here. Oh, it's fine. It's, they're listening live, so you don't need to text them, oh, as true, you just true, said. True. Okay, perfect. Yeah, no need to text. Let me uh, discard that from my Android here. Good. Okay, you make a solid point. Um, definitely a little shocked with this first uh, confidence level, but hey, hitting it strong with the Thursday night games. And it it is in Philadelphia, for sure, and Philly does historically own the Vikings recently in I mean, Philadelphia and as we a lot of people recently and the Vikings just lost to the Bucks so I am not they did just lose to the Bucks and did you account for the fact that Kirk Cousins is really good in primetime games though no I didn't so that's a good point you can you can uh bring that up as you're in your point here no obviously I was being sarcastic on that because he's He's notorious for being terrible in the uh, prime time. Oh, well, perfect. That works in my favor. I think he had like the most Monday night starts without a win of all time. He was like 0-9 in his first Monday night starts. Oh my gosh, golden. I'm going to go 17 for this confidence point. In that case, yeah, let me me scribble mine out and say 16 with a check mark with uh, the ding, ding, ding emoji. Ding, 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 ding. (laughs) Excuse me. Wow, I can't believe I just coughed in the mic. But yes, so I agree. All that say, I, I also do think the Eagles are going to win. I, I thought I had them pretty confident. I, I don't have them nearly as high as you. You're welcome, Big T. You're welcome. Big T, Max got your back. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I definitely think the Eagles are going to win this game. Vikings look horrendous. Eagles won a pretty sloppy game in uh, New England, which we said is always a tough place to start your season with Bill Belichick getting a scheme and a huge rainstorm in the East Coast. But, yeah, Eagles are the Eagles. Philly has the Rowdies fans in the NFL, I'd say. And I am confident they're going to win this game. Uh, I had them at eight. So I, oh I definitely uh, didn't have them at 16. I had them at half of your confidence. And I was a little sketched out about that. But we'll talk offline and we'll uh, we'll find a nice happy medium. Let's, let's go with that. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Yeah, I don't know. I just was looking at that game and I was like, golden. The Eagles are going to win that. No problem. <laughs> Well, it hey, I, I like your confidence. I usually work my way up. Like I start at one in my least confidence, and then I'm like, okay, which one, which game am I a little bit more confident about each way? And they were left at the end, and I was like, boom, you're right. The Eagles are going to destroy the Vikings. Well, I like the confidence, and honestly, that makes me feel a little bit more confident about it too. So we'll, uh, we'll, go, with, we'll go with that confidence, and we're just going to run with it. I will say it is a little scary to pick a primetime game, but I figured it was at home, primetime yep. game. Their first game at home, right? Because they just played the Patriots away. Yeah. Yep. First game back at Philly after yeah. their Super Bowl first season. First game at home. The crowd is going to be rocking and rolling. I, yep. I feel good about it. I, I still they're, feel great about it. Okay. Well, we will uh, take all those points into account. And they're going to be lifting their NFC Championship banner. And as we've seen the last week or so, every time there's a banner unveiled, the team with the banner always wins no matter what. So You're right. we'll, uh, we'll keep we'll keep that in mind for sure. You're, you're totally right. The only thing I will say, even though, because obviously you were not, you were joking about that, is that I think that could even be a little more motivation, like a chip on my shoulder. Like, yes, it's the NFC champ banner, but that should be the Super Bowl banner, right? So I Whoa. think it's going to be like, boom, here we go. Let's destroy the Vikings. Week two, confidence level of 16 at least. Okay. At least. Wow. I'm excited <laughs> to figure out how we can go more than 16, but I like it a lot. Okay. Great. <laughs> Moving into the Sunday slate of games at 1 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. 
Bob is going to kick it off here with the Green Bay Packers at Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> Sorry, I just threw up all over the mic. That was such a big wavelength that showed up or like a, you know, like a sound wave on my screen because I can see all the sound waves between Bob and I and it was just a huge blip on the radar there. Yeah, because I just threw up thinking about the Packers and what they just did to my boys. And I'm also throwing up thinking about who I have winning this game, not to spoil anything, but uh, I'm a reasonable fan. It's 2023. I'm trying to think with my brain and not my heart. So without further ado, yeah, we got the Packers. We got the Falcons. And yeah, this game is in Atlanta, but I don't care. I have said that I think the Falcons are going to be one of the worst teams in the, I almost said the majors, in the NFL. I've been watching a lot of baseball recently, go Cubs. But yeah, I think the Falcons are going to be one of the worst teams in the league. They did start off their season on a positive note, beating the lowly Panthers. So that's really the only thing that went well for me and my boys last week is since we have alluded to in past episodes, the Bears do have the Panthers number one pick and I'm cheering against the Panthers every week. So that's awesome that the Falcons beat them. That might be one of their only wins though. Packers, everybody knows what happened. So I'm not going to hit on what they did last week. They're one and oh, we'll leave it at that. But uh, yeah, I mean... Packers looked solid last week. That defense might be the best in the league. And what they did to to my boys, I think they might be uh, a lot better than people might think heading into the season. Uh, the Falcons, Ritter looks pretty solid. That combo of Bijan Robinson and uh, Algiers looks like a really solid uh, duo that I did not expect in Atlanta. And I have one little, uh, I guess, piece of shiz talk, not to make it explicit, 10, 10 minutes 30 minutes into the episode. 30 minutes oh in. 10, 10 minutes in, he says, and he promises under an hour. Folks, this is why we go over. Bob thinks it's been 10 minutes that we've been talking. <laughs> Time flies when you're having fun. Holy smokes, I thought we were in 10 minutes. Jeez. But, yeah, I got to throw a little shiz at Drake London and Ritter. I started him about three out of my eight leagues, and he had zero yards and zero reception. So, if the Falcons have any chance in this game, need to get Drake London a little bit more involved, need to get Pitts a little bit more involved, got to get that offense rolling. But all that to say, I like kind of going around the bush when I'm picking the the Green Bay you-know-whos. I got them heading into Atlanta, beating the Falcons. Uh, I got them at a confidence of seven. Okay. This one's a little bit closer than our, than our other one. We also picked correctly, or not correctly, we also picked the same on this one, hopefully correctly. Um, as we okay. get into this week, I also have the Packers. I have them a little lower than you for that reason, exactly like what you just said with Drake London. I think they'll hopefully get him a little bit more involved, but I don't know. Ritter's got to get it together a little bit. They're clearly running on their RB strength right now, which is phenomenal, but that can only last so long. So I also have the Packers lowered them slightly just because it is a home game for the Falcons, but I have the Packers at four. At four, okay. Yes, sir. All right. Um, moving into the next game, we have the Las Vegas Raiders. <laughs> I've missed that. <laughs> At Buffalo Bills. Ah, Bills, 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 Bills. We hate you, you Buffalo. sure screwed us over. Monday night, winning at halftime. I go to bed. I probably jinxed us because I said, Bob, dream of the Buko Bucks tonight. Bring it home for us. 
thinking we had it in the bag. No Aaron Rodgers. Zach Wilson, who I've been just talking mad smack on for the past two years that we've done this podcast. And I don't don't know. I don't know what happened to fall apart the way that they did to just absolutely get demolished by the Jets' defense when you come out in the second half. And you lost to the Jets in prime time without Aaron Rodgers. Come on now. You lost to Zach Wilson. Hope you're happy, dum-dums. You lost to Zach Wilson. And my dad said it best when he texted me the next day and said, I think Zach Wilson is 10 years old because he looks it, but he still came out and he beat the Buffalo Bills. So good on him, Zach. I owe you some swag, man. Sorry about that. Can you believe a 10-year-old just beat the Bills on Monday Night Football? That's crazy, actually, to think about. Freaking wild. That is actually wild. And what a what a great point by dad as well. I agree. He looks like he's 10. But yeah, I mean, thanks a lot for motivating him because if it wasn't for all that shiz talking, maybe he would have uh lost that game. So this is kind of on you, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, it really is on me, and I take full responsibility and I apologize, truly. Apology accepted. Not. But with that being said. The apology that we will hopefully accept and move forward on is from the Bills. They did reach out to me. They apologized for letting us down, for not giving us the Buco Bucks. And they said they won't let it happen again. So as we look into Sunday's game against the Raiders, this is home. Bills Mafia is home. Their first home game. They're not going to go 0-2. There's just no way in my mind the Bills are going 0-2. They're about to play the Raiders, who are now led, as we've said, by Jimmy Garoppolo, who did not great, I would be, I would say, in the season opener against the Broncos, only beat him by one point. I don't know. Overall, it wasn't a great game by any means. I think the Bills have what it takes. They've just got to keep it together. Come on, Josh. I know we've been talking come about on. his window. We've been talking about his window closing. Not trying to make him nervous, but come on, let's get a little fire under your ass here. Buffalo Bills. I've got them on Sunday. I've got them at eleven. 11. Okay. Yes. I don't want to expound, expound or expand, expand, expound. That's not a real word. Expand. Expand. Dang it. I got to get my dictionary back up here Uh, on what you said, because I agree with everything. I do have the bills. I have them a little bit more confidently in my confidences, but I had to throw a little bit of, you know what, at Josh, because if it wasn't for Mr. Allen, having three, I'm throwing throwing the doo-doo. We've said duty. We've said doo-doo. We are just keeping it non-explicit this episode, y'all. But if it wasn't for Josh throwing three interceptions to the same rookie, by the way, uh, we'll mention him a little later when we're talking about the JETSs. But if it wasn't for that, and then the so like unexcusable fumble at the end of the game, he literally just dropped the snap, picked it up, tried to run, fumbled the ball. I was like, I've never seen a quarterback that is as rattled as Josh Allen right now. So I guess kudos to the uh, the New York Crazies at uh, MetLife Stadium, the Jets fans that are always raucous, but. Uh, yeah, Josh cost us 50 bucks, and we will be collecting that money. So I'll be sending you Venmo requests. And weird that he texted you and the Bills texted you to apologize because I got diddly squat. So all that to say, Bills, you failed us once. Don't do it twice. I think you could beat the Raiders. You're in Buffalo. I got you at 15. Don't do it again. Yes, don't do it again. They won't. They're not going to let us down this Sunday. I just have a good feeling about it. I agree. And I know you're really good at transitions, but I'm going to use that into the next one. Speaking of teams that cannot let us down two weeks in a row, the uh, Cincinnati Bengals, Joe Burrow, 
275 mil. Where are we at? What's going on? Well, love that transition. This, oh, are you still going? Hey, yes. Is that good? Sure. Keep it up. Wait, did, did I start the last game or did you? You did. Okay. No, so no, this no, is my this game. This is your good. game. I, I just didn't know that. Yeah. I love it. Put on that hosting no, for, hat, Bob, and keep it, keep it rolling. I'm just going to keep it rolling on down to Cincinnati. Yeah. Rolling, I don't know if there was rolling, rolling, rolling on the river. That was that a little bit of vibrato. That was so unlike you. That was good. Oh, wow. Oh Thank God. you. So unlike you. That was actually somewhat good. <laughs> that was really so good, Mac. Be good. <laughs> that was. Wow, Mac, that gave me some chills. I think you've been talking about Taylor Swift so often. Then uh, you you gave a little bit of, uh, or you grabbed a little bit of her talent and you used it. So shout out second week in a row, T oh, Swift. Oh gosh, wow. what I would give for even a slice of her talent. Well, that just sounded like a little slice of Taylor Swift. So kudos to you. <laughs> but in Cincinnati, the Bengals and maybe the most disappointing quarterback performance. Nope, I'm gonna say for sure, Allen was terrible, but. Joe Burrow just became the highest paid quarterback in NFL history. Three yeah. days prior to playing this game, he signed a multi hundred million dollar contract over $250 million. Yes. To play a sport, 275 million. He inked the deal. They basically paid him a King's ransom and he went out into Cleveland and threw for 83 yards. So yeah, absolutely I'm, inexcusable. I don't I don't care if his hand was still cramping from holding the pen to sign his brand new big fat paycheck. He should have thrown for more than 83 yards. I mean, yeah, I, I think the uh, front office of Cincinnati is probably cleaning out the poop from their in their pants from that because they just uh, absolutely <laughs> cleaning out the poop sold. in their pants. <laughs> they, they just got sold some their soul. Down there? Uh, I think everybody that had a I had a part in that contract had some skid marks down there because they're like, oh my God, what is going on? So I think they're hoping that was a, uh, just a, a random, random, uh, terrible game. We all have them. Me and Mac had them in college in our mural games. I think, uh, Joe has them too. He's Joey cool, but he's going to have to, uh, heat up a little bit this week. He's at home against the Ravens. And this was a tough game. This was a tough game because the Ravens, are finally looking like they're healthy other than JK, but they've got some good pieces like Gus Edwards and another rookie running back that can step in. Uh, yeah. I mean, they're looking, they're looking like uh, the team that can finally take the NFC North. If Lamar stays healthy, that could be a team that maybe makes a run at the AFC championship. And they're, they're coming off a solid win against Houston and Bengals are coming off a horrific loss to the Browns where they scored three points. So, Maybe before the season, I would have looked at this and thought, okay, Bengals pretty confidently. I am going Bengals because I don't think that a Joe Burrow-led offense and a team that's been to the Super Bowl and AFC Championship games in the last two years is going to start 0-2. Uh, they're at home in Cincy. Uh, I think the weather is going to be better than it was in Cleveland. I'm not a meteorologist, but I, that's just a guess. So I do have Joe bouncing back. I do have the owners and the front office folks in Cincy having clean undies this Sunday. <laughs> and... I have them winning with a confidence level of five. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, baby. We've got our first match of the week. Uh, I completely agree with everything that you said there. And I would just add that with it moving from away to home and with it being 
obviously against another very good opponent and within their division, that's something that we need to consider. But with it moving away from a game against the Browns, who notoriously do own the Bengals, um, at least in the last couple of meetings, I saw some stat that we probably should have known as we were choosing, but I believe they've won five. The Browns have won five out of the last six meetings with the Bengals. And that was with all of their quarterback woes and changes with Deshaun Watson. And uh, who was there before? I, I can't even remember. But it's it's been all over the place for the Browns and for them to still be beating the Bengals, who for the past couple of years have been extremely good with Joe Burrow at the helm. It, it's just, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just a weird thing that I guess happens for the battle of the great state of Ohio. Very, very good. Very good. It is a great state. I would just like love- to apologize uh, formally to Vincent Maddie. Uh, my co-host did reach out to me and say that I was really ruffling some feathers, that I you know was really hurting some feelings and just formal apology. Never even met you guys in person. And here I am just bashing Ohio. You know, it's it's a it's a fine state. So, yeah. You know, look at that. That's so big of you. That's the making waves way. Um, we love our it fans. Is. We love our wave riders. And um, there's been a lot of swag sent to a met to a met. What's the word I'm looking for? To to amend? like amend it. No. Yeah, amend our. Yeah, to, oh, to, mend to mend our relationship. To, I don't know why. A just to mend, mend our relationship. <laughs> uh, just make sure everybody is happy. So. Look at you, Mac, being being a bigger gal there. Love it. You know, I'm just trying. We're all about, you know, following our ethical and moral compass and also yep. just, you know, our, our kindness compass here at Making Waves. Absolutely. And clearly we never talk any smack about anyone or anything. And, you know, I apologize. So thanks for accepting my apology. I hope you do anyway. Um, and, and yeah, I hope you also forgive Bob for all the shit he talked about Ohio behind your guys' back too. So, whoa, false <laughs> lies, lies. Okay. Well, I've got to agree. Bengals at five. That's going to be an easy one. Yeah. Look at that. Ding, 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 ding. Love it. Ding, 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 ding. Moving on. Ooh, I don't know how I got both of our boys this week, but I did. Oh my gosh. We're looking at the Seattle Seahawks at... Oh, the one and oh, the winners of the matchup against the Kansas City Chiefs, the reigning Super Bowl champs, the new and improved looking hot as ever Detroit Lions. That's the crowd going wild. And that's going to be the crowd going wild at the home game for the Detroit Lions. That stadium is going to be rocking. Seattle, you think you know loud? Welcome to Detroit, bitch. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Sorry. I'm getting Seattle, wild. I'm so Seattle, I'm so sorry. I'm getting wild. I'm getting crazy. And I am choosing the Detroit Lions to start the season two and oh. I'm gonna calm it down. Cause I'm gonna give you, you some legitimate reasons as to why. Oh, we're ready for like already yelling and screaming. Okay. Thank you. First, that was awesome, though. Thank you. I was on a little bit of a tangent. I, I need to take a sip of water here. Take yep. it away for a what second. The, what the whistle? Um, so yeah, what Mac was saying is that we both agree that the Seahawks would win this game, and we can probably move on to the next okay. one. Okay, I didn't say that, and and the whistle's wet. Okay, here we go. Oh, okay. The reason why I think the Detroit Lions are going to win this game: number one, 
My co-host already told me he was also choosing the Lions. Woohoo! What? Number two, home game. First home game at Ford Field. First time that the season tickets at Ford Field have been sold out is this season. That place for preseason, they were already talking about the decibel level in there and the amount of a difference it made for a preseason game. Imagine their very first home opener when the fans are behind the Lions, one pride, baby. Third reason, or fourth, I can't remember what number I'm on. That's fine. The Seattle Seahawks, last week, finally, for the first time, we witnessed Geno Smith writing back. They lost to the Los Angeles Rams. The the Cooper Cup missing Los Angeles Rams. The Los Angeles Rams that won like three games the season before. The Los Angeles Rams that had the highest wide receiver is a guy that we've never even heard of. I, I never even heard of him. And the Seahawks didn't look great while playing that game and now they're traveling to take on Detroit a team that is coming fresh off of a win against the reigning Super Bowl champs in Kansas City a team that finally believes in themselves and a team that finally has fans that believe in them drop the pen drop the mic that's why I'm going with the Lions and I'm going with them at eight wait I was looking at you and you didn't drop you didn't drop the pen or the mic well I barely heard either of those. That was kind of crazy. I was expecting <laughs> to like blow my eardrums out. That was a good. That was a good tangent. And everything you said is uh, is very true. And I'm not going to say if it makes me happy or or a little bummed out, just because I had very high expectations to be in the running for the NFC North title as well. And one of the teams uh, that Matt just alluded to really started the season off hot. And you know, I got to be happy for my best friend, um, but I'm a little scared for my boys. But all that to be said, I'm a little less confident in you for obvious reasons, just because, you know, it's not my boys and I don't it's have fair. the heart and the brain working together. But I do it's think fair. Detroit is going to be really, really loud. And I do think the fans are going to be really rowdy. And I do think that they're not going to struggle with a team that just really, really kind of just crapped the bed against a team yeah. that they should have crushed in Seattle. So. I agree. I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, I think your boys are going to win at home. I got them at six. So that was that was also wow. pretty confident. That was, that was good of me. Wow. Unbelievable. Nice. Thanks, Bob. I appreciate that. And I You're will welcome. say, I, I, by no means do I think that the Seahawks are like out of it and they're going to be terrible the rest of the week or rest of the season or anything like that. I'm just riding the hot hand in Detroit. So that's, I think, exactly what you were saying as well. Yeah, got to ride the hot hand. Detroit is the hot hand right now, and we're going for the Buko Bucks. So we got to just keep riding the hot train. Let's do it. Ride that hot train. Let's do it. Ride the hot train. Chugga chugga choo choo, baby. Chugga chugga ching ching. Chugga chugga straight. Oh, I like that. Chugga chugga straight into the next game for the Los Angeles Chargers at Tennessee Titans. And also, just yeah. quick note, well, um, we're at 47 minutes, and we're not even halfway done. So, <laughs> Yep. Um, I'm still sticking to my promise to the Wave Riders, and I still am uh, believing that we're going to get this done in the next 13 minutes. So sure. chugga-chugga-choo-choo and straight to Tennessee, down south to Nashville, and Dan we are going to get this done. Dan south. And, uh, yeah, we got two teams here that started 0-1. Uh, I think we all thought one of these two teams was going to be 1-0. Chargers lost a really tough uh, – offensive battle to the Dolphins. It was an instant classic. 
Uh, but yeah, I mean, that was a, that was a shootout as we expected it would be. And the Dolphins uh, ended up on top. So Chargers are looking for a little bit of vengeance. The Titans, they started off pretty, uh, pretty lethargic against Las Vegas. And I think it's going to be a pretty lethargic season in Tennessee all season long. DeAndre Hopkins had a pretty good start to his career in Tennessee. Uh, but I think Justin Herbert is going to listen to us saying he needs to make something happen. He needs to uh, step it up if he's going to, if he's going to uh, finally be the player that people expected him to be. He's been great in the regular season, but he needs to start winning some division titles and winning some playoff games. They're going to go into Tennessee. They're going to win this game. I'm very confident about that. And that's why I have them at a Baker's Dozen, a.k.a. 13. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think just the electricity of the Chargers offense, and I, I did mean that as a pun because they are like the Bolts or whatever. The Ooh, lightning nice bolt, so electricity, you know what I mean? But uh, the electricity of their offense, it clearly was apparent during the game against Miami. Um, I think put that against any other team, um, there's a really good chance that you're going to come out on top, especially here against the Titans. So, yes, I also have the Chargers a little bit more confident at 15. That is assuming Eckler plays. Um if for some reason he is out, I would certainly consider lowering that. Okay. Uh, 13 and 15. So I think it goes out saying we both expect LA to uh, improve to one and one, but we'll check on the Eckler uh, injury situation and go from there. Okay. Sounds good. So moving into a game that we also yes. chose in or differently is the Chicago Bears at Tampa Bay Bucks. So no surprise here that uh, I chose the Bucks and Bob's going to be choosing the Bears. Well, right? I mean, how is that a surprise to anybody? Because you're choosing against the, the Bears. I know. I'm sorry. So the reason being, and I'll tell you, the number one reason, really the only reason, is defense. And it comes to defense on both sides. I think that the Bucks defense showed that they are – very, very strong, very capable. They were able to shut down Kirk and the Minnesota Vikings offense, um, which isn't a slouch in my opinion. And I feel like they really stood out among the rest. They gave Baker Mayfield, even Baker Mayfield, an opportunity to just kind of manage his way through the game. And I unfortunately think that's what's going to happen again here. I think they get behind him. Uh, I don't think Baker Mayfield is like the best quarterback by any means, but I think he's extremely like tough and nitty gritty and will run and like head slam into people and all of these crazy things. But I think that's like kind of the grit of the Bucks. So I think they love that and feed off of that, especially their defense. Um, I think they're just unfortunately going to give him the opportunity to manage this game to a win. And if we look at the other side, We've got to see more from Chicago. I'm going to keep it nice, and I'm going to I'm going to try because I really did want them to beat the Packers. I really, really did. Thank you. That's I, that's I also I also am fully giving credit to the fact that, as we say, Week One is a liar. Interdivisional games can be tough, and especially against the the Packers, who have notoriously won a lot against the Bears. That's not necessarily a sign for all things to come. I will give you that. I'm just concerned about Chicago not having it all in place just yet. Um, they really couldn't get DJ Moore involved. Chase Claypool, I've seen all this stuff about how people thought he just like didn't even want to be playing. 
And then defensively, there's just got to be some guys that step up to the plate a little bit more. And I just didn't see that in week one. So if they can show that in week two, I'm sure it will be a fighting battle. But going off of what we know and what we've seen, that's why I'm leaning towards the Bucks. And you said the confidence level of, sorry. I didn't say it yet. What? Why are you doing, why are you reacting? I am going with the Bucks, and I'm going with them for six. <laughs> That's mighty high. That's a lot higher than I expected. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was looking around at all these other ones, and there are some that are just so questionable. Are Are you sorry? I or am. You... I, because who would have thunk that you would have been so nice to my boys? Well, and here I am, just, just absolutely destroying yours. I apologize. You know what? Apology once again, not accepted. Um, I I do appreciate you being nice during the during the synopsis of the game from last week. Stern but fair. But yeah, maybe in 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 uh, future weeks, just remember that I picked your boys and I was very nice to them, and now you're just going six with the Baker let Baker Mayfield led buck. So. That one stings, but I'll remember that and use it uh, Use it later on when the Bears do win. And speaking of the Bears winning, I know everyone's going to be shocked to hear that I do have my boys bouncing back and winning. I'm not going to talk about last week. The past is the past. We can't change it. The only thing we can do is be better moving forward and be the team that people expected us to be and win the games that people expected us to win. And on paper, this is a game that people, including myself, when I say people, I say me, expected the Bears to win. Yeah, week one was not good. But not every week can be rainbows and butterflies. And I think the offensive line is going to be looking better. Justin Fields has to be better. We have to get DJ Moore more involved in the game. And I think the defense is going to be a little bit more meshed. There's a lot of new pieces. It's going to take some time to be fully working as a cohesive unit. Wow, cohesive, really good word. But I think the Bears are going to go into Tampa Bay I do think it's going to be a good game. I don't think this is going to be a cakewalk by any means, but I do think Justin's better than Baker. I think our defense is better than Tampa Bay's. I think we have some more offensive offensive weapons. So that's why I have the Bears going into Tampa Bay, getting the record to one and one, riding the ship a little bit. No pun intended, Buccaneer ship. <laughs> so I have us winning at a confidence level of two, and I can't wait to gain a game back in the Waffle House Challenge, thanks to my boys. Okay. Well, I guess we'll see what happens. We will. I am hoping that I can convince you offline to go with the Bucks. I just feel like they have the edge here. They're also at home, but we'll talk about it. I'm going to be nice. And... I don't think you'll convince me, but we'll go from there. <laughs> well, lucky for me, I have access to the app now, so I can just go in and change it. Dang it. <laughs> Dang it. Oh, man. Okay, let's look ahead to the Kansas City Chiefs at Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars or Jaguars? See, I think all season I'm just going to go with the Jacksonville Jays because I don't <laughs> okay. know. I don't think either of us do, to be honest. Jacksonville Jays, obviously big thing here. I know this is your game, but we'll be looking for sure to see if Travis Kelsey's back. Absolutely. That's going to be an injury that we are definitely tuned into. So we'll be chatting offline. That'll change the confidence levels, I think. I mean, for sure. Definitely. I am assuming before I jump into this, I'm assuming that he's healthy because I saw that he is expected to practice today. So oh, great. based off of that, I am going to go with, I think that he's going to play and I'm going to be going off of that. We'll switch 
obviously, if that's not the case. But assuming he plays and Chris Jones uh, just agreed to a contract with the Chiefs, so he will be active, I believe, as well. Yeah, between the Chiefs and the Bengals and uh, the Bills, the three-headed monster in the AFC, or at least the three-headed monster we expected to be at the top of the AFC, with them all losing in week one, the Chiefs fall right into the, that uh, little trio of teams that I don't think are going to go 0-2 to start a season. Yes, the Chiefs lost at home, as Mac uh, so excitingly alluded to last week, uh, and they had a little bit of a Super Bowl hangover, but they're going to have some pieces back. And I just think they have so many more weapons and they're so much better of a team than the Jags, who did uh, start the season 1-0 against a pretty pathetic uh, Colts team. No offense, Indy, once again. But yeah, I think the Chiefs are going to go into Jacksonville. I think they're going to win. They're going to figure it out. And I'm pretty confident in that, just because I'm confident in Patrick Mahomes being one of the best quarterbacks of all time. So I have the Chiefs going into Jayville and winning at a confidence level of 11. So pretty confident for a team that uh, started the season 0-1. No, not a bad choice. Um, I'm right up there with you. I totally agree. I was working under the impression that Travis Kelsey will be back. Um, And as you mentioned, uh, Chris Jones will also be back. So fully agree with what you said there. And and I'll just move right into, I have the Chiefs and I have them at 10. So just one below right there. Pretty dang close. Look at us starting to figure it out. Pretty dang close. Let's hope we are close on this next game. As you mentioned, the Indianapolis Colts, who just unfortunately lost to the Jags, they, this upcoming Sunday, will be taking on the Houston Texans down in Houston. Uh, For me, I think it was really pretty exciting to see some flashes of Anthony Richardson. Um, He had a pretty good NFL debut, all things considered, especially against Jacksonville Jags, who their defense is no slouch. Um, I think that the the Colts did a nice job at really feeding into his strengths. And, of course, he still had some issues. He threw a pick, maybe more than one. I think it was only one. But um, that's kind of – he's known for throwing some interceptions. I think he's going to have a lot to work through as he – gets acclimated to the NFL. But ultimately, I do think it is going to be enough to take on the Texans this upcoming weekend. I know the Texans are at home. I know the Colts are on the road. I don't know. I I just feel like I didn't get a great sense for anything from the Texans. I know they played the Ravens, who are a very difficult squad um, to really show much. That's That's a hard opening week for a brand new quarterback. But I think the reality is we saw more from Richardson than we did from Shout. So I'm going with that. I'm going with the Colts. I am keeping it very low just because these are two teams that are very new um, and we don't know a lot about them all just yet, but I have the Colts at two. Colts at two. Okay. And very good uh, reasoning there as well, because I too agree that Richardson had a better NFL debut than Stroud. I'm realizing that I'm kind of going against what I said a couple weeks ago when I when I shockingly had the Texans at second place in that division. Ahead of the Colts, I had the Colts in fourth. Uh, who did I have it in third? I had Jags at one. I think I had Texans at two. Titans. Titans at three, yes. And uh, Colts at four. But here I am choosing the Colts over the Texans in Houston. So I'm sure the Wave Riders are screaming, what the hell is this guy talking about? Explicit. But after... Yeah, like Max said, seeing the quarterbacks, 
using my eyes to uh, kind of kind of uh, perform the eye test on this one. I think the Colts are going to win this game. Their defense is a little better. Uh, they have some more pieces than the Texans. I'm a little bit more confident than Mac uh, in this one, which is also kind of going against myself there, but pretty, pretty low. I got the Colts winning at four. Wouldn't be shocked at all, Houston, sorry, if the Texans win this game. But I got the Colts at four, and uh, we'll see what happens. Also, we just hit an hour. I'm so sorry. We'll have it under an hour next week, I'm sure. Yeah, I, I was going to say, going against yourself, I, I don't really think the fans are shocked at this point, considering all the things that have led up to this. But also, perfect example, you said for sure under an hour, and here we are an hour and 16 seconds. Here we are. I'm sure nobody would have thunk it. And uh, if I was a gambling man, I would have definitely gone with under. But uh, <laughs> another lost bet. Here we are. Well, that's why you lose a lot of money on bets, Bob. <laughs> Me? No, I've never lost any. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, let's keep going along. And here's a sure bet. It's time for a word from our sponsor. I wasn't expecting this. Okay. Uh, this third episode of the season, Making Waves 2023, week three. Week two. Week two. Excuse me. Oof, I'm out of it. Is brought to you by Dawn Disho. Dawn, 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 friends of you and me. Put it on your dishes to make them clean. Don't put it in your cup, cause that wouldn't taste very good. Clean your dishes, don't drink Dawn. Do 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 do. Dawn, here for washing off your nacho dish, your beer glass, and all NFL food and drinks. Do 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 do. You actually, it started so strong. Sometimes I think you just gotta, you know, like quit while you're ahead. But it honestly, overall, great, great ad. I really like it. Thank you. It's it's hard to quit when you're ahead, as you know. And here I am. I know. I know. It's really hard because usually on that last one, you just think you got to keep going. But here I am pitting out again, thanks to an ad. What a what a good advertisement, though, especially with all the rhyming in the beginning. That was phenomenal. Thank you. Phenomenal. Oh my gosh. Okay, that's a step up from last week. Thank you. I I appreciate that, and I'm gonna I'm gonna run with it. I'll take it. Okay, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Oh, you Thank also you. did say for cleaning all of your NFL food and drinks, but hey, that's okay. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I, sometimes I black out during those. I don't know what I'm saying. So at it's least fine. it was... We uh, all knew what you meant. Cleaning the dishes that they go in. It, thank you. Thank you. Exactly. That's exactly what I meant. Yes. Perfect. Okay. No, it was great. It was really great. Oof. <laughs> you came out strong. Really good. Another thank you team. so much. I appreciate it. Actually, two teams. That came out strong week one. The San Francisco 49ers and the L.A. Rams play Sunday afternoon, 4.05 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Who you got, Bob? Yeah, like like you said, both of these teams came out strong. One of them we expected to come out strong. Another one we didn't as much. Yeah, shout out to the Rams. Shout out to Stafford. Uh, Without Cooper Cup, with him heading to the IR is... As uh, the injury queen told us last week, not a lot of people had the Rams in that one in a very tough place to play Seattle. I know the hooligans didn't have them winning that game, but they didn't just win. They won pretty uh, convincingly. 
Uh, Stafford just turning these random receivers into gold, finding diamonds in the rough everywhere he goes. And I mean, maybe that was the missing link last year is just having Matty Staff in there. So shout out to them. That's an awesome way to start their season. And this game is in LA. So they are uh, having their first home game sitting at one and one. But unfortunately for them, they got the big bad Niners rolling in town. And the Niners looked just as good, if not better, to start off their season. Brock Purdy, I mean, who would have thunk it after he was Mr. Relevant uh, all of a sudden? leading his team into the NFC Championship game last year, starting off the season in Pittsburgh. Uh, shout out, Heinz. And uh, just having a convincing win against a pretty solid Steelers team as well. So Brock riding high. McCaffrey riding high as always. Debo is looking solid. Kittle pretty good. And that defense led by uh, multi-hundred dollar, uh, hundred million dollar man Bosa is just looking strong. So all that to say, I think the Niners are going to win pretty convincingly. I have them going into L.A., and knocking off the 1-0 Rams at a confidence level of, once again, a little higher than I'd like, but uh, this is a tough week. I get the, I got them at a actual dozen um, at 12. Ding, diddling, diddling, ding, ding. Two. Yes. Wow, two this week. That's exciting. No, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, the only thing that I would add is that, yes, it is in L.A., I think, unfortunately for the Rams, though, sharing that stadium with the Chargers – and then also just being like a somewhat new team to the area, they don't really get a lot of like home love, like or really a ton of like home field advantage other than like not traveling. But the fans don't necessarily, I think, make as much of a difference uh, for these L.A. teams, unfortunately, just with them sharing the stadium and then also playing another team from California. I'm sure there will be a lot of 49ers fans there as well. Um, so, yeah, totally agree. Yep. San Francisco at 12. Boom. Ding, 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 ding. Ding, 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 ding. Next up, we have the New York football giants taking on the Arizona Cardinals in the desert. Uh, this was kind of like a hard one for me-ish, um, only because we didn't see too much from Daniel Jones to start the season. Um, I think, though, a big factor for that is because they were playing the Dallas Cowboys. Not only is it an interdivisional matchup, Week one, it's also against an extremely solid defense in the Cowboys. Um, I think that's kind of what led to their woes. I don't anticipate that they will have the same level of competition in Arizona against the Cardinals, unfortunately. However, I will say the Cardinals did show up a little more than I thought. I thought they were going to get absolutely blown out by the Commanders. Granted, it's the Commanders. But I thought they were going to lose by a lot more. And they made it competitive against the Commanders, who have some strong offensive weapons. So I think this will be maybe somewhat close game, but I'm hopeful that the Giants are going to be able to pull it out. Um, I have them, again, kind of scary high, not in double digits, um, but but seven. That's it's scary. Oh, man, if you thought seven was scary, just wait to hear my confidence level. Oh, Ooh, doggy. boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Let's hear it. You I don't really want to, believe. Uh, you really believe in uh, Eli there, huh? I believe. I am a you... believer. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> did I, did I, I say that? You didn't, but I just for some reason heard believe, and I just wanted to say it real quick. <laughs> so I don't know how I'm this confident with a team that just lost. No offense, Eli, James, Amo. Uh, but a team that just lost 40 to nothing at home to start the season. I mean, after the Bears game, I didn't think it could get much worse than that. But who? Sunday Night Football proved me wrong, uh, especially when it's especially when it's against your rival. That was pretty rough. Uh, Cowboys looking scary. We'll get to them next game, but 
And yeah, Cardinals also did give the commanders all they could handle. But I mean, I got to think the Giants can have a bounce back game. They're not going to be playing in the weather. They're going to be indoors in Arizona against Josh Dobbs. Uh, I think the Giants, they were a playoff team last year. They won a playoff game. I got to think they're going to come back and they're going to have a, a revenge game. This is going to make you want to vomit, speaking of uh, throwing up. But I got the Giants at 14. Okay. Apparently there's not water in this Yeti either. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, geez. I was going to say you hit in the bottle at work too, but. Um... Well, that would uh, make sense if I had a job right now, but that's what happens when you go to Tanzania for a month. You got to, hey, you know, you got to. Okay. I'm just messing with you. That's also what happens when you're going back to get your master's. So kudos to you for getting your master's. Truly proud Matt, of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Master's in Chicago Bears. Very important stuff. Yes. <laughs> very, very important. Okay, well, ooh, okay, that's a little bit of a scary difference, but we will figure that one out as it gets closer, as we pay attention to any sort of injuries, changes, et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera, et cetera, for sure. Et cetera, et cetera. So as you mentioned, next game, we will talk about them. New York Jets at Dallas Cowboys. Man, oh, man. Uh, two teams that won big-time games to start their season. Obviously, we already chatted about how the Jets beat the Bills and broke our hearts, but we also chatted about how they lost their uh, MVP quarterback and uh, they're stuck with Mr. Wilson. Cowboys, I mean, I don't know how you can have a more impressive start to your season. I have a lot of fantasy leagues, but I have one where I have the Cowboys defense and they scored me 56 points in fantasy, which is literally unheard of. That's crazy. Insane. Uh, they were all over the field. They were forcing turnovers. They were smoking guys left and right. I mean, it it's hard to get better than how the Cowboys defense looked. Dak didn't have a great game. CeeDee Lamb didn't have a great game. Pollard didn't have a great game. They didn't need to. The defense had their backs and they won 40 to nothing in New York against a playoff team. So Cowboys are impressive. I thought they were going to be a playoff team after week one. I don't want to, I don't want to be too crazy here. That's like a, a NFC championship contending team with how they look there. So all that to say, in Dallas, Zach Wilson behind center, I don't think they're going to stand a chance. Uh, they have a great defense, so I think this could be a low-scoring affair. But the Cowboys defense is going to be all over Zach Wilson, like white on rice. And I think Cowboys are going to win this one pretty handedly. And I can't believe I'm saying it. <sighs> oh, my God. I was just throw up again. 16. I got the Cowboys my most confident of the week at wow. 16. No offense, J- Jets, but Zach Wilson ain't it. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, I'm not surprised. As you were talking, I was thinking about it, and I realized you hadn't picked 16 yet. So I assumed that was probably going to be your one. Uh, totally agree. I think this is probably going to be the lowest scoring game of the weekend, if I had to pick mm-hmm. one. Um, these are two extremely solid do- oh, defenses. Jeez, am I okay? Um, <laughs> are you good? It's all, it's what you're drinking right now. It's yeah, exactly. It's, it's the water. Wink, wink. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think the jets are going to give Dak a hard time. Honestly, I think their defense is really going to show up as well and, and try its best to give Zach Wilson opportunity after opportunity. Ultimately though, when you look at the offensive side of the ball, the Cowboys have that pretty handedly. And they also do, I think, defensively too. I think they're just a stout defense that's going to eat Zach Wilson up. They also now have a week to plan for him. I honestly think that's what did the Bills in. They've been planning, planning, planning for Aaron Rodgers. 
And that's who they've been looking out for. He goes down on the fourth snap of the game. They have to completely shift their entire game plan and mindset. And yes, the Jets also did on offense, but he's out there every day practicing with the second string guys. Like they've at least got some sort of a rhythm. Now that the Cowboys have had a week to prep for Zach Wilson-led offense, I think they're going to have no problem. I think they're going to shut him down. And I think that's what's going to win them this game. I've got it at 13, just a little lower than you, but ultimately still 13. Man, we just do not have confidence in Zach, and I think for good reason. I, I would apologize, but I'm just not a fan of the guy, so I'm not going to apologize on this one. <laughs> we really don't have a lot of confidence. And, and I mean, maybe we should have more as they just beat the Bills, but I think it was – the defense that beat the Bills. I don't know that it was Zach Wilson. I think it was absolutely the defense and special teams. And uh, yeah, I mean, definitely wasn't Zach. Yeah, totally agree. So sorry, Zach. Um, looking ahead at the last game of the afternoon slate, the Washington Commanders at Denver Broncos. Oh man, this one was tough for me, but in a not good way. These ones are always hard. Like when they're extremely competitive teams, like the Chiefs and the Bengals, and we have them at a low confidence, it feels great. Like you could go either way 50-50. But unfortunately, this is the fully complete opposite, 180 degrees from there. This is could go 50-50 because I don't think either of these teams really have that much going for them. Um, they're not bringing a lot to the table, at least in week one from what we've seen so far. There is a lot to be seen from both of these teams, I would say. Ultimately, I did give a slight edge to the home team here. Reason being, I think Denver's a really difficult place to play. Um, ultimately, I think that their defense might be able to have an impact on Sam Howell as he's still getting his sea legs under him a little bit. And you know what? All I'm going to say is fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. So if I choose the Broncos here, and they stink again, I am going to be furious, just like we were all last season. But I'm going Broncos at my lowest confidence of one. I don't know if I could do a ding, 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 ding on this one because I'm choosing the opposite team, but we have the same confidence level. Oh, okay. That's fine. So that makes me feel good. I kind of just spoiled the surprise, but I am going Broncos. No, sorry. No, I am going Oh, perfect. Commanders. Great. It's decided. Moving on. <laughs> so what is a ding, 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 ding? All right. On to the next one. No, I... Uh, I, I, I think I still have some PTSD from Russell Wilson. Fair. Um, let's ride. Well-deserved PTSD. Yes, they screwed making waves and the hooligans over a lot in 2022. And I just don't think I'm ready to forgive yet. And I think that's very reasonable. Commanders, I don't really have any reason to fully trust them. They barely beat the Cardinals, like we were saying. And this is in Denver. But the Broncos just lost to a not-so-great uh, Raiders team. Was it? Yeah, it was Raiders. Raiders team in Denver. Um, I'm not confident, obviously, putting one on it, but uh, yeah, I just I, I can't really trust the Broncos until they show me a reason to trust them, and I think the Commanders' defense is a little better, so I'm going to go with Commanders to uh, go into Denver, Mile High City, and I got it at one. Okay. All right. That's fair. I mean, I don't blame you by any means. The Broncos sure have screwed us over a time or two or... 10 times or a hundred. Yeah. Or a hundred. Um, it's, it's hard to trust them, but I'm hopeful that them being home, I don't know. It's just something about, yes, they had a tough game, but the commanders also didn't do great against 
The Cardinals. So I don't know. That's kind of what it was for me. But we'll talk about it. We'll figure that one out. And at least it's low for both of us. I like it. And I think we're heading into the Sunday night game here, if I'm not mistaken, which also means that uh, we have our second sponsor of the episode. And I think we're all super excited to hear about it. We are. We are heading into the Sunday night game. It is that time again for the second sponsor. And before this podcast, I was snacking on a great little snack known as Oreos. So this Week two of the NFL 2023 season is brought to you by Oreos. Hey, hey, listen to me now. Oreos, wear the cookie crown. Chocolate and cream, they are so good. Eat up some Oreos because I said you should. Oreos! Whoa! Official sponsor of Making Waves. (laughs) Wow, you really brought it home there. I didn't know how you were going to rhyme that. What do you rhyme? Good with should? Yeah, good and should. Wow, it takes the cookie crown. I don't think Chips Ahoy would like that. It takes a cookie crown. Uh, I got to say, the first two lines of the cookie crown, listen to me now, I was workshopping that a little bit. The good and the should, that's off the dome, but I was workshopping the beginning a little bit. That's not allowed. I got to be honest. I was eating Oreos before and I was like, I know this is going to come up. So I'm going to do one about Oreos. Wow. Shout out to Oreos and shout out to you for an awesome rhyme there. And yeah, it's good to know that you have not been fully turned off to uh, treats after the donut um, punishment last year on air. But I'm really no. happy to know that you're still still I crushing. I haven't eaten many donuts since that, since that time, um, but I am still eating Oreos. I don't think anybody can blame you for that. Happy to hear that Oreos are still a great treat. And honestly, what a good NFL snack. Uh, Great ad. That was awesome. Great snack. Great snack. And if they're dirty, just use some Dawn dish soap on the NFL food, the Oreos. Oh, my God. Look at that. The two ads. Boom. Teaming up up to take on week two. Heading in to Sunday night, 8.20 p.m., we have the Miami Dolphins at New England Patriots. And I believe this is my game. And Mac, I wanted to warn you during uh, your wave maker situation, but you forgot about your wave maker of the week, which is a bummer, but it's okay. It's okay. I know the fans are going to be really bummed that you can't give it to uh, the entire team and organization that you wanted it to, but my wave maker maker of the week, my wave maker, it's, it's almost like I, it's almost like I remembered in yeah, the moment. Yeah, it's almost like you purposefully I, didn't tell me. I like was thinking about letting you know, and like my my hand seized up, and I couldn't type in the chat. I'm so sorry. It must have been a mm. point they were talking about. But in this mm. game, the Dolphins versus the Bats, my wave maker of the week is a part of one of these teams. Spoiler alert: He's on the team that won last week. Spoiler alert: He's the quarterback. Spoiler alert: His last name's very hard to say, but I'm going to try. Tua Tagovailoa. And he was a stud week one. Shout out, Noah. Shout out to uh, he had so many things happen to him last year that were unfortunate with the concussions and the end of his year getting totally derailed um, just because of the head injuries and those struggles and the Dolphins really, really faltering because of that. But on Sunday in Los Angeles, this man went 28 of 45. 
He threw, threw for three touchdowns. He had a record 466 yards and an 110 QBR, which is absolutely bonkers. Uh, so he nearly played a perfect QB game, had a couple of throws that the window was like a balls, balls like width to get through the window. And he, he was able to get it to his receiver. A lot of time it was Tyreek who had a crazy game, but yeah, a huge win for, for the Dolphins to start off their season and an amazing job by Tua. So kudos to you, man. You're the first wave maker of the year and uh, we'll, <laughs> send some swag your, and we'll send some swag your way, man. We, uh, we love you, Tua. But you're just getting so excited there about how you lied to me, or not lied to me, how you withheld information about the huh. my wave maker of the week that you forgot to let me do the splash sound. So it's not actually official. So I'm just going to say my wave maker of the week was the entire squad from the Detroit Lions. So that is unfortunately the official first wave maker. Y'all are going to be getting some swag. But also, let's pour one out for Tua here, too. For Tua. Second wave maker of the year. Or, I'm sorry, wave maker of the week. Great job, Tua. That's not allowed. That will not <laughs> fly. And the fans know that Tua is a first wave maker of the week. Oh, Sorry, Lions. Good win, but first is the best. Second is the worst. Oh, that didn't work out. Hmm. Anyways, <laughs> we got Dolphins Pats. Speaking of my wave maker of the week, I think he's going to start the season 2-0. and This is once again Tua in New England. Tua and O? Tua and O. Look at that. Play on word. Pew, pew. pew Amazing. Pew. Tua and O for the Dolphins. Happy Miami. Happy Dolphins fans. Uh, once again, it's always tough winning in New England, especially for a primetime game. But the Dolphins offense. Look, oh, Mac just dropped her pen, and it sounded like an atomic bomb went off in my ear. Sorry about that, Wave Riders. But the Dolphins are going to start 2-0. and And uh, yeah, I have them pretty confidently going into New England, winning that game. I got them. It, once again, kind of scary, but 10. Hey, if you think that's scary. Oh. <laughs> I also have the Dolphins. I think they're going to go into New England, which is a tough place to play. But they just, oh, you've got to be kidding me. Bob just purposely dropped his water bottle into making an atomic bomb in my ear. Thank you. Knife for an eye. Sorry. I agree. The Dolphins are going to win this game in a tough place to play up in New England against a very difficult coach in Bill Belichick. Ultimately, though, the Patriots didn't show that much for me to consider them here. The Dolphins, as Bob mentioned, were extremely electric. To a phenomenal job. If he can stay healthy, Dolphins are going far, especially with this switch up now with the Jets um, losing Aaron Rodgers. I think Dolphins have a great potential to fight for that first place spot with the Bills. So I got Dolphins. I got them at 14. That's scary. It's spooky season. That is scary. That is spooky as we head into spooky season. Man, well, we're going to have to talk offline and figure out uh, where to meet in the middle on that one. Lots of spooky games this week, especially these interdivisional games, which we have two on Monday night. One starting at 7.15 p.m., the New Orleans Saints at Carolina Panthers interdivisional matchup. Could really go either way, especially because it's also a primetime game. A lot of times these things are unpredictable, as we very clearly saw on Monday night. 
Ultimately, though, this one comes down, again, to defense for me. The Saints have shown a solid defense. They've been able to hold their own. They just did against who? What the Raiders they just played last week. No, I'm sorry. Is that right? The Saints? Yes. No, the Saints beat the Titans. Oh, duh, duh, duh. Yes, the Titans. Sorry, the Raiders and the Broncos played. The Saints yes. just beat the Titans last week with their defense. They're doing okay, I feel like, with Derek Carr. I feel like that's a bit of an upgrade for them. They've had a little bit of a QB carousel as well ever since Drew, B- Drew Brees left. So I think it's going to be nice for them to see a little bit more consistency and a good game manager in Derek Carr. Um, I think they're going to give it to the Panthers, who are still getting used to a new rookie quarterback-led offense. So I have the Saints at, again, spooky season, scary high of nine. Dilla ding 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 ding. Three this week. Holy cow. Three dilla ding ding dings. Wow, three the same and now three different choices. Insane. I also think it's pretty spooky, but I'm glad I'm not alone with this nine. I agree. Uh, I think the Saints are definitely the better team than the Panthers. It is a primetime game in uh, the beautiful state of North Carolina. Shout out North Carolina. Shout out um, more specifically Arden, but. Yeah, uh, it's always tough choosing in a primetime game against the home team. But I just think the Saints defense, like Max said, and I think the quarterback uh, situation with Carr versus Bryce. Bryce has a bright future, but he's not quite there yet. And thank goodness for the Bears that their uh, number future number one pick is going to start out 0-2. So I got the Saints, and obviously I got them at 9. And that's why I sang. Okay, sounds good. Uh, So just an hour later from kickoff, Monday at 8.15 p.m., we're going to travel a little bit further north. The Cleveland Browns are taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers in another interdivisional matchup, another game, primetime television. And this is one, the last one that Bob and I have chosen differently. Ultimately, man, I feel like I'm saying this a lot. It's coming down to defense. The Browns, very clearly, yes, I know it's a little bit fluky when they won against the Bengals. It was raining. It was a game that they have notoriously held kind of a little bit of a hold over the Bengals. It it looks different than any other matchup may um, for those reasons. But the reality is they just held the highest paying quarterback of all time to 80 Three yards, I believe you said it was. Is that correct? Yes. Are, are you stealing my game right now, by the way? I just wanted to make sure. Oh, yes, I am stealing your game. Okay, c- continue on. I just, wanted, I just wanted to confirm. But yes, continue. I apologize. Do you no, want me to okay. pump the brakes and you nope. take you're, it you're over? Nope, you're excited. You're throwing the nuggets in our mouths. Just keep it going. I was like, I'm stuffed over here. Can you just pass oh, me the mic? Please, no more food, but she's just stuffing the chicky nuggies oh, in my... I'm uh, so sorry. It's okay. <laughs> just keep, keep throwing the nuggies my way. I love it. Man, now I've just lost my train of thought. Oh, good job, Bob. And we're all, we only have three minutes to, to keep my promise as well. Shoot. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. Well, anyway, what I was trying to say, and I'll wrap it up here quickly. They held now the highest paying quarterback, highest paying player, I think, of all time, to 83 yards, 
last week, I understand it was in the rain. I understand it was in Cleveland. I understand there's a little bit of different circumstances, but I'm sorry. If you can hold Joe Burrow to that, and if you can bring that same energy into a game against an interdivisional rival as well, you are looking good. And it's not even just another rival. It is a rival who is not as good as the Bengals. Let's be honest. The Steelers don't have as much as the Bengals. So if you can shut the Bengals down, you can take out the Steelers. I think no problem. Not to mention they lost Deontay Johnson, who is, I believe, their wide receiver one. It's just not looking great for the Steelers. They've got a long way to go. I think the Browns got a little bit more on defense than we give them credit for. That's why I'm going with them. And I'm going with them at three, and I'm sorry I stole your game. It's okay. Um, that's our. This is our second half. Diddly-ding-ding-ding-ding-ding. Oh, I have to lay ding So technically we have five games with the same confidence level on it, which is great. Just this is once again, um, we have the different different team winning. Um, and no, no problem stealing my game. I'll just remember this next time um, okay. when the Bears and Lions play, and I'll probably steal that if it's yours. But mm, Okay, fair. Yeah, Mac is going Browns. I'm going Steelers. I just – I have a tough time believing that the Steelers are going to start the season 0-2. And, I mean, the best nugget that I've used is that head coach Mike Tomlin has never had a, a season under 500, And, obviously, I was the one that found that juicy nugget. So, I think he is going to figure it out. He has a week to prepare. It's at home. Catch up. Shout out. Heinz Field. And the Browns, yes, they held maybe the best offense in the league to three points. Yes, that defense is looking scurry. Yes, they have Miles Garrett and Co. But um, I think that the Steelers are going to be able to win a, a grimy, just kind of like rough game at home. Uh, but I, I have it at three. I'm also not very confident in it. But yeah, we got a lot to figure out here tomorrow because we have three games not the same. So big week for us, big week for the Waffle House Challenge. And Next week, we're for sure going to keep it under an hour, no doubt. <laughs> Stop making promises you can't keep, Bob. You're over there shuffling your mic around, too. <laughs> but that's all right. Yes, we've got a lot to figure out offline. We will figure it out. We will let you know next week when we finally say come the Buko Bucks. I have a feeling hooligans are going to be in the running yet again. League is on notice. Let's take it home. We're going to take it home. League's on notice. Can't wait to come back with some good news. And more importantly, can't wait to uh, come back with Bears being one and one So on that great note, we're going to let you go. Thank you all so much for hanging with us. Uh, this is going to be a great week. And let's see uh, who was lying week one. Let's see. Peace. Peace. Peace.